Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to one of our shorter special episodes of Garibaldi Red as we focus on something a little bit different around Nottingham Forest. And just as we did this time last year, we're going to talk about Forest in the community and what they've done last year or in the last 12 months and what they've got coming up for Christmas and how maybe you can get involved and help them out. So just like 12 months ago, we're joined by CEO of the Forest in the Community Trust, Graham Moran. Hello, Graham. How are you? Yeah, morning, mate. Good to be back. Thank you. Nice to see you. Yes, you too. Do I have to introduce you as Graham Moran? recipients of the british empire medal or do you you shy away from no, that? i think that that was uh that was yesterday's news that was so we perhaps move on from that it was great and it, uh, hopefully reflective of what happens at the football club generally but no that that was really nice but there's obviously a lot of people involved in that so um we'll move on and just back to work as normal well like you say hopefully it reflects well on the football club and what you've been doing i mean we spoke a year ago and obviously 2020 being pretty hellish for everyone with all the impacts of covid and not least the work you do um the pandemic certainly hasn't gone away as the news dictates at the moment but what's what's it been like in 2021 for for the trust what have you been up to okay again sort of post covid i would face so we're out and about doing lots of activities we've cracked on and done as much as we can face to face uh back in schools back delivering all our programs around children and young people um, big program around uh, ex armed services veterans, the forest forces who, who have um, doing a great job. I mean, a lot of them employed within the club now as well, so that's going really well. Uh, but really, our, our big focus has been around how we support those with the greatest need in the community, and, that, and particularly in the city. And that's what we've been uh, focused on for the last twelve months. And on the back of it, although the pandemic, you know, has been uh, terrible. Uh, for a lot of people and lots of things have changed it has changed the way we operate and the people we work with and some of the programs deliver and probably our you know from my point of view in terms of everything the collaboration with the club and what we've done in terms of supporting local people then it's been the best for me in terms of impact and outcomes in 30 years of doing this what kind of stuff have you been up to then so obviously the pandemic's had such a big impact on people in different ways financially loneliness mental health i mean what have you have you found it's been a different year for you because of that knock-on effect of what covid's brought to the world yeah massively and, and again one of the programs that you know most people will have seen is around tricky to talk which is our mental well-being program that was pretty much focused around you know the forest family you know fans and, and people within the club as well and even with our own community staff in dealing with some issues that people have had that are knock-ons from the pandemic uh, and the Tricky to Talk program is going from strength to strength. And as a trust, we're investing heavily in it now because to try and broaden the impact of it. Uh, so that's been one thing. But I think generally the, the big issue of the pandemic is children not attending school during the pandemic and the knock-ons of that, you know, the uh, falling behind with learning and also missing out on loads of interesting, exciting activities that they didn't get access to. And that's what we've really focused on certainly in the last 
nine months and the, the the best example of that would be the holiday activity food program so massive government funded program on the back of some of the stuff that marcus rashford was doing he you know brought it to the the forefront of the public around children particularly those that weren't probably getting fed on a regular basis so the holiday activity food program um was a our biggest commission piece of work we've ever had so nottingham city council commissioned us and during the summer, we worked with 25 other community organisations in the city, delivered 3,500 meals, healthy hot meals every day for 16 days. Uh, we, In total, there was uh, 56,000 meals that, that we provided, all sorts of different food to um, sort of keep children happy and, and healthy and, and, and fed, which, which is great. Um, but also a huge amount of hours delivering lots of exciting activities so football obviously at the forefront for us but also boxing lots of multi-sport lots of creating learning catch-up for kids particularly those in in a primary school age group uh, and like i say that program took over our life for three or four months in the preparation of it and um was the biggest commission piece of work in our history as a trust so it's been fantastic and the the outcome or the impact from it has been really good and we're now commissioned again to deliver another program at christmas um along similar lines uh, where we'll be feeding those children particularly those who are accessible to three free school meals also supporting lots of the refugee organizations in the city and pretty much anybody any children or families that need support and and that's what we do so ourselves the club massive collaboration uh 20 21st 22nd 23rd of december we'll be all over the city every day eight hours a day delivering that program uh and that's where our focus has been really all the other stuff we do is carried on but that's our big focus and that's where we think the biggest need is at the moment certainly around children in the city is there anything fans can do i mean i know you did the food bank donations last year and you might well be doing them again this year what what can people listening to this do to help you out as in the summer there was a lot of support from all all different parts of the forest family you know not not least the club but also one example would be we have lots of work we do with ex-servicemen and women who are forest fans and they gave up their time in the summer uh, to do all sorts of things on a voluntary basis driving vehicles driving food around uh, so that's good um, so if anybody's interested in, feel free to just contact me directly on, you use my email address. I'm happy to do that. And if, it, if it's not Christmas and I'm sure going forward, uh, there'll be other opportunities. And again, um, one thing that has uh, developed in the last nine months certainly is that relationship that we have with not only the club, but Nottingham Forest Supporters Trust, um, which has been really positive, very impactful. And only the other night, uh, we were at the council house celebrating the diversity of forest fans at the my city my shirt event uh, and again as i understand it forest at the forefront of this nationally uh, support across the club the supports trust the other supporters groups and certainly the community trust and not least all the fans that were there in front of us and you can see the diversity of, of, of the fan base is, is fantastic some great examples there of you know, people I knew, fans I knew that were at the event, that were actually being profiled, so good. And, and I think the key across it is that collaborative approach and sort of one club, one message. Again, I've been doing this 30 years and I wouldn't say that if, if I didn't feel it. And I feel now that we can talk about Nottingham Forest as one, um, one big collaboration all under that Forest banner 
um, delivering hopefully some useful stuff every now and again. What's your email address if you want to give it out, if people want to get in touch? Yeah, yeah, no problem. It's graham, G-R-A-H-A-M dot Moran, M-O-R-A-N at nottingforest.co.uk. Uh, what was the player involvement like? I remember this time last year you told me about, I think it was Cafu and one of the other foreign lads helping deliver food parcels. We, we've seen Joe Lolly sleeping rough for a night for framework this year. What, what's the current first team squad doing to help you out? Yeah, so uh, again, in, in general terms, and there's some uh, examples I can give you in a moment, but in general terms, you know, we've got some great lads here. You know, often fans don't see what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, uh, Joe Lolly again, sleeping out at Framework, which is really good. On a general basis, the Community Trust gets so much support on a regular basis. And people like Ryan Yates uh, will do anything. One of the programmes we um, took on this year was we're, we're taking on the operation of all schools football in the city. You know, people might not know that it's been going for 129 years, the Nottingham Schools Football Association, but funding's disappeared. You know, uh, the, the teachers that used to do it on their voluntary time, that's reducing down. So we're in transition now this year, our first big, what we called Forest Festival, was a primary schools tournament. And we had Ryan Yates, Jed Spence there for a couple of hours, Andy Reid there for two and a half hours. So huge amount of support just for that one event, you know, and that is so good across the players are involved, not just physically, but lots of social media things we do, videos that we do that they take part in. And again, without getting too excited, it is the best I've known player involvement here over the last certainly 18 months and that I've known in my whole sort of career in community engagement. So it's pretty good, Matt. Well, very good. What are the challenges you face going into 2022 then? What are you expecting uh, people to be struggling with and work that you might be able to do to help them yeah i, I think again the, the the big folks so we're just sort of restructuring and looking what our priorities are going to be for the next two or three years and it, it's clear it's training education and employment so how we get create opportunities for young people to get into sustainable meaningful employment and particularly those that are a million miles away from it uh, as we set as we stand um also big focus on uh, physical and mental well-being and again, the Tricky to Talk program, I think people are going to see that's going to grow. We launched a, a fundraising campaign at the weekend with Nottingham Hospitals Trust. And the idea of that is that we fundraise using the fans and, and the general public to invest in some of those programs inside the hospitals and also the work that we do in the community. Um, youth employment, we've spoke about, but also how we help make our communities more resilient and happier places to be the, the big social issues are really for us around youth employment um education um and training and training to get people into sustainable jobs and that's going to be a big focus and you'll see hopefully a lot about that again uh this is what's really exciting the collaboration between the trust and the uh, commercial department here at the football club many of you will have seen the launch of the the tech program with idea gen big local company the guys that operate it both hardcore forest fans they sponsor the academy but they're also now investing uh, heavily in the community trust to uh, offer opportunities for young people to get involved in the tech industry so tech industry is growing there's lots of opportunities and um, you know we launched the program at idea gen and it's such an exciting place to be and we're trying to connect young people to them because they're going to be big employers in the future so there's lots of connected stuff going on that involves um local people who have got business um who are business owners but also forest fans who want to contribute something to the local community and that's 
such a great um, approach and a, a collaboration that we've got. And again, a lot of people involved in pulling that together. It's not just the trust. The profile of what we're doing, getting our, getting the messages out there when we need help, the sort of work we're doing is has been great with, um, you know, the media and the marketing department here at the, at the football club who do such a great job to support us. And again, that sort of collaboration across departments, again, without getting too excited, I don't know a better relationship between a club and its community trust and the supporters anywhere in the country. But that's just me saying that. I'm just trying to... Um, and I mean, I, I know I'm not trying to get too excited about it, but I've just, you know, I've been doing this 30 years and I, and I just know that's happening now. Um, and it's really, it's exciting stuff. It's really good. And, and actually, you know, the football is decent as well. So I'm a, I'm a Forest fan. I've been a Forest fan since I was a kid. And so for me as well, with all this happening and the football being so good, it can't get any better, can it? So I guess, I mean, the football club in the last year has had a new CEO, everyone's skins because of the you know the financial implications of the pandemic your relationship with forest as a community trust hasn't changed at all then for better or worse they're still as invested as they were pre-pandemic it's amazing really for us that in the position we were in as a community trust when the pandemic pandemic first kicked in you know there was a real danger that financially and operationally we, we might have struggled because we we weren't allowed to go out and deliver a lot of our programs but the even during the pandemic, when the club was getting almost no revenue, uh, the owner, the board, still invested financially in the, in, in the trust. And that says something, I think. And again, you know, across the country, I'm not aware of many clubs that had that sort of arrangement. That's the growing. So it's very good, but it's also, it grows every week, every month. You know, things come out of it that's so positive at the minute. I know you said, probably the last question, actually, um, you're back face to face with people as much as you can, and obviously that's important. Will you retain any of the kind of online stuff that you had to retreat back to in the last year? Have you found any benefits there, community wise? We had this massive program planned around physical activity, indoor, outdoor, all alongside that, and lots of learning. And then the other day, uh, obviously with the government restrictions coming in, uh, the public health in Nottingham have advised uh, that. Uh, indoor activity, particularly amongst children, doesn't take place because of the, the spread of transmission. So in Nottingham City, some of the cases were rising. Two days ago, being told it's unlikely to be able to deliver that physical side of it. The last two days we've been spent uh, trying to challenge that decision. Partners that we work with are so good at delivering virtual programmes. So it's created another arm that we've got now. Do get shut down, delivery doesn't stop completely. So it's made us a lot more flexible, a lot more ad adaptable. Um, and I think that's it's really made us trying to find innovative resolutions to issues that are coming up. So, yeah, plenty of virtual stuff at Christmas. And we're just, you know, fit, if I'm honest, that there's no severe restrictions coming because, you know, we understand the health issues and that's really important. And certainly at my age, I'm no less worried than anybody else about health conditions. But we've got the issue around children and families in the city that need massive support. And we, we mustn't forget we need to balance the health issue against their mental well-being, their physical well-being, and the fact that some of them might not eat very well. So that's all going to take place. So fingers crossed, Matt, that we can just get on with it now and then at some point in the future let you know how it went. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, if people want to know more about the work you do, is there a, a website they can go to for the for the Community Trust? And all that? Yeah, if you, if you just Google Nottingham Forest Community Trust website, you'll see it all up there. There's lots of stuff on there. 
uh, that you can keep up to date with. Just get in touch and we'll, we'll do our best to get back to people as soon as we can. Right. Uh, thanks very much for everyone who listens along uh, and do get involved in the Community Trust if you can. And we'll be back this time uh, on Monday with a normal episode looking back on the Swansea game. So do join us then. Graham, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. No, no problem. It's been great. Thanks very much, Matt. And uh, have a good Christmas and we'll see everyone on Monday. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah.